We're a little over halfway through the 2023 Formula One season and are currently in the doldrums of the F1 summer break. So I'm absolutely scrounging for F1 content right now, like the Groundhogs at Montreal's Circuit Gilles Villeneuve scrounge for car parts at the end of every Canadian Grand Prix. Fun, little known fact. The Groundhogs at the Canadian Grand Prix have evolved to the point where they can actually live entirely off of only eating carbon fiber and rubber that they scavenge from the racetrack, as well as Lance Stroll and Nicholas Latifi merch that they scavenge out of the circuit's trash cans. Anyways, what this means is that it's time for me to do something totally unique, something totally unique that nobody's ever done before in the history of F1 content creation, and that is rank every single F1 driver both on a tier list and in order based on their performances through the first half of the 2023 F1 season. How it separates my ranking from all the other ones out there is that mine is 100% undeniably correct and cannot be argued with. So let's get to it. J-Bow! Let's start off with the bottom tier, AKA the D tier, or as I call it, the D's tier, cause D's nuh. This tier is reserved not only for drivers who are yet to outscore even me, J-Bone in terms of world championship points so far in 2023, but also drivers whose performances have been so uninspiring that they've warranted or are on the cusp of warranting a driver change from their team. Now I'm gonna give each tier a tier captain, tier captain, the position of which will be awarded to the one driver in each tier who best personifies what it means to be a driver in that tier. And the D tier captaincy goes to the man who was born to be a D tier F1 driver to the point where it's literally in his name. It's none other than Nick D. Vries, who sadly for him, but happily for the producers of Drive to Survive, had an average finishing position of don't ask through 10 races before subsequently being yeeted out of F1 and replaced with Daniel Ricardo, who said he felt bad for Nick DeVries, though you might not know it because he always looks like you put a photo of him into an AI photo editor and told it to increase the smile size by 200%. Having the unfortunate dishonor of being the only driver to join Nick DeVries in the D tier is the man who does not know what a kilometer is and who also apparently doesn't know what track limits are, my fellow countryman and birth statesman from Florida, Logan Sargent. Now don't get me wrong, I stan my man, Logan, but standing someone does not mean you don't acknowledge when they are not performing well relative to their teammate nor constantly improving and are consequently very much at risk of losing their Formula One seat to Mick Schumacher. Wait, but... Maybe it does mean that, actually. I, I'm, I'm just going to move him to the S tier. Now, you know what? No. I'm a man of principle, okay? I have principle, unlike Alpine. That's it for the D tier. Let's move on to the C tier, or as I call it, the sheesh tier. Because sheesh, these drivers are having very mid seasons. At the bottom of the C tier, we have Kevin Magnuson, who's having a good season by traditional Haas standards in that he's scored two points through 12 races, which is more points than... Haas scored through the entire 2021 season. Hashtag Mazza win. However, K-Mag is currently having a bad season by current Haas standards and that he's been outqualified and outscored by his teammate Nico Hulkenberg, 9-3 and 9-2 respectively, despite Nico being new to the Haas team and still rusty from his time out of F1. But hey, K-Mag can't feel too bad about all that, considering he still has lifetime scoreboard on Nico, from finishing on the podium of his first ever F1 race start back in 2014, while Nico has the all-time record for most career F1 race starts without a podium finish at 193 and counting. Next up on the C tier, we have Daniel Ricciardo, who 
Daniel Ricardo fans will think I've ranked too low, and Daniel Ricardo haters will think I've ranked too Just kidding, there's no such thing as a Daniel Ricardo hater. Everybody loves that guy. Through two races so far, Daniel has definitely shown us glimpses of his former stellar self, and he did beat his teammate Yuki Tsunoda in Hungary, but he has not scored any points yet, and the sample size is just too small right now for me to put him any higher. Ahead of Daniel Ricciardo, you have the only pair of back-to-back -back teammates in my entire ranking, Alfa Romeo's Joe Guan Yu and Valtteri Bottas, ranked in order of points where Valtteri is absolutely blowing Joe out of the water, having outscored him 5-4 to four so far this season. Hey, might not sound like much, but that's 25% more points, okay? That's statistically significant beep-boop-beep beep math, I don't know. Full disclosure... I would have ranked Joe behind Botas even if they were tied because of those shenanigans Joe pulled in Hungary where he decided to copy Valtteri's 2021 race start and ruined the races of Daniel Ricciardo and both Alpines, which actually ended up getting Otmar Safnauer fired as Alpine's team principal. Yes, you heard it here first, folks. Joe Guan Yu got Otmar Safnauer fired, and that's why he's my C-tier captain because she. Speaking of Alpine, Pierre Gasly is next. He has not had a bad first season at Alpine per se, but when he's not getting crashed out of races, he's struggling to finish in the points. So his season has been pretty mid overall, though he did finish on the sprint podium in Belgium, which isn't a real podium, but still good for him, whatever. Pierre Gasly isn't going to like me saying that, but hey, it is what it is. Just ahead of Pierre in the C tier, we have the pants troll himself, Lance Stroll, who actually has over double the amount of world championship points as his closest C tier compatriot, Pierre Gasly. Yes, Lance Stroll is P9 in the World Drivers' Championship, but that does not mean he's having a good season considering his teammate in the same car, Fernando Alonso, is P3 in the World Drivers' Championship with six 2023 podium finishes to his name and over three times as many points as the Pants Troll. The gap between Fernando Alonso in P3 and Lance Stroll in P9 is tied for the largest gap between teammates on the entire Formula One grid, along with Alex Albon in P13 and Logan Sargent in P19 with Williams, which is not a great look for Lance, considering Sargent is on the cusp of losing his seat right now. Fortunately for Lance, that's not something he has to worry about considering his billionaire dad owns the team that he is on, which is the ultimate first world solution to Lance's current first world problem. And the C tier's final member is Yuki Tsunoda, who easily would have been a B tier driver had Daniel Ricciardo not hopped into the Avatari car and immediately beaten him, okay? I was gonna do B, but I was like, eh. Yuki bounced back from getting beaten by Daniel by beating Daniel in Belgium while scoring a point. And Yuki has had some other nice drives so far this season, despite the AlphaTauri car being not good. But I just can't place him on a higher tier than Daniel since they've been so evenly matched ever since Daniel Ricardo's arrival. So sorry, Yuki fans. He's C tier. She Moving on to the B tier, or as I call it, the blimey tier, because George Russell is in it. We'll get to him later, though. Last place in the B tier goes to Esteban Ocon, who really isn't having a much better year than his C tier teammate Pierre Gasly, aside from his P3 podium finish in Monaco, which admittedly is pretty much the only thing that elevated Esti Besti up to tier B. He would have been tier C, would have been tier C, got a podium, that's tier B material, okay? Ahead of Ocon is Nico Hulkenberg, who's been qualifying like an absolute madman this season, having made it into Q3 at six of this season's 12 races. Unfortunately, the Haas car takes after its Ferrari powertrain and is thus somewhat of a quality merchant, 
usually leading to Nico's great qualifying performances, resulting in zero points after a Grand Prix are all said and done. It's not Nico's fault, though, okay? So he's a B-tier driver in my eyes, despite only having single-digit points thus far in 2023. It is what it is. It's my ranking. It's perfect. Ahead of Hulkenback is the smooth operator himself, Carlos Sainz, who's having an incredibly boring season, aside from his rumored move to Audi's forthcoming F1 team down the line. Too far away for me to care about, okay? Sainz's season has been so boring, besides that, in fact, that you probably don't even know what position he's in in the World Drivers' Championship, do you? Did you know he's P6? No, you didn't, because he's actually P8. Just kidding, he's actually P5. He's actually not, though. He's Next up, we have Mr. T-Pose himself, George Russell, who pulled a Nico Rosberg last season by beating Lewis Hamilton in equal machinery, but who now trails Lewis by 49 points. Last season... George was Mr. Consistency when he finished in the top five of the season's first nine races. In this season, he's Mr. Consistent T because he can't stop T posing and also because he's British and he probably drinks tea. And also he's the B-tier captain because blimey. Ahead of George Russell, there's Charles Leclerc. Please buy my Charles Leclerc merch, please. I need you to. Who has three podiums this season despite the Ferrari car being less competitive this year. By the way, all three of those podiums came during sprint weekends, which is certainly peculiar and interesting, and there could be something shady going on there. I'm not saying it, but you should say it, and maybe some people would listen. And topping the B tier is none other than Sergio Checo Perez. Now, I know some of you out there are going, oh, J-Bone, how can you put a guy who's won two races this season in the B tier, not at least in the A tier? What are you, some sort of bonehead? No, I'm J-Bone, you're a bonehead. Checo's at the top of the B tier and not in the A tier because he forgot how to drive from Monaco through Great Britain and missed out on Q3 at five Grand Prix in a row despite being in the Red Bull rocket ship with his teammate winning every one of those five Grand Prix from pole position, okay? Besides, it's not like B is that bad. B doesn't stand for bad. It stands for blimey. This ranking is indeed great thus far. And now a word from my sponsor, Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Something that I love about Indeed and the reason that J-Bone uses it to hire is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because of their amazing matching features. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you can only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. If you're looking to hire for your business, there's truly only one correct job site you should be using, and that, folks, is Indeed. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash F-Bone. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash F-Bone. Just go to Indeed.com slash F-Bone and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast, Indeed.com slash F-Bone. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Moving on to the A tier, or as I call it, the Oscar Fastry tier, because its captain is none other than my king, Oscar Fastry, a.k.a. Oscar Piastri, a.k.a. the guy who probably hates that I gave him the nickname Oscar Fastry. But it's not my fault. He's an Australian who drives cars fast. 
After the season's first nine races, I would never in a million years have thought I'd be giving Oscar Piastri an A-tier rating, but holy shnikes has he been putting in more work lately than even his team principal, Zach Brown, who's out there on Instagram serving as a shill for car video game apps for some reason. Finishing on a sprint race podium as a rookie is an insane feat, and I have a feeling that Oscar will be standing on a real podium before the end of the season. When I say a real podium, I'm not downplaying sprint races. I mean... They literally don't even stand on a real podium after the sprint race. They just stand on equal ground like regular people. Joining Oscar Fastry as the only A-tier driver is Lewis Hamilton, who's having a bad season by traditional Lewis Hamilton standards, but who's doing his best and driving well and looks well on his way to finishing P3 or even P2 in the World Drivers' Championship, depending on whether or not Checo starts forgetting how to qualify again. And finally, we have the S tier, or as I call it, the shock the world tier. Because every driver in it is driving out of their gourd this season. None more shocking, in my opinion, than Williams' Alex Albon, who's my S tier captain. With the guidance of new team principal and my second father, James Vowles, Alex Albon has literally single-handedly taken Williams from Formula One's worst team to Formula One's fourth Worst team by scoring 11 points thus far this season, which might not sound like it's that impressive, but is actually unbelievably wildly impressive because that's millions and millions and millions of dollars that he'll be earning Williams at the end of the season if he can keep this up. Williams are out of the relegation zone, baby. F1 should add relegation, I think. Just saying. Ahead of Albon, we have the current darling of Formula One, Lando Norris, who shocked the world by making it back-to-back P2 finishes at two wildly different circuits, Silverstone and the Hungara Ring which injected some much-needed excitement and pizzazz into what was becoming a pretty flat campaign. Lando holding off Lewis after that restart at Silverstone with Lewis on faster tires was easily one of the most impressive things I've seen all F1 season long and demonstrated just how S-tier of a driver Lando is. In second place overall, there is the man who took the motorsport world by storm at the start of the season, Fernando El Plando Alonso who at 41 years of age, 41, finished on the podium at five of the season's first six races and even almost won the Monaco Grand Prix, if not for some bad luck, aka bad tire strategy. I'm still not over that. Sure, he's come back down to earth from that ascent that was aimed straight at the F1 heavens. But that's definitely more of an Aston Martin problem than a him problem. And regardless, you can't take away his podium finishes even though they tried to in Saudi Arabia, those jerks, you can't take away from the land of the And in first place in the S tier and overall is Max Verstappen, yada, 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 best season of all time, yada, yada, yada. You can do no wrong. Oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. Breaking all the records. Oh my gosh, waka, waka, waka. But you all already knew that when you clicked on this video, because if you've been watching this F1 season, that was the most obvious choice of all time right after the obvious choice of joining Zach Brown in restoring, customizing, repairing, and painting classic vehicles in chrome. Why are you resorting to this, Zach Brown? You make $8 million a year and you're the CEO of McLaren. Stop doing these stupid Instagram ads. Subscribe now so that you get notified every time I plop out a hot steaming pile of F1 content. Special shout out to my top Patreon supporters and YouTube channel members at Rated Bookie and Glow. If you want your name shouted out in all my videos along with a bunch of other awesome perks, hit up the Patreon and or YouTube channel member links in the description of this episode. Until next time, folks. Jaybaa! Jaybaa!